small pool and for many years I always knew that I was never going to stay there I knew I was meant to do something different I think a lot of what held me back was my fears the fear of the unknown the fear of letting people down around you that have always been able to count on you All of that broke me, you know, carrying so much weight of the world on my shoulders for so long, always being the one that everybody turns to for solutions, for a fix, for band-aids, excuses, and I just was never really that person. I've always been the tough love son of a bitch, you know, girl next door that's been able to say it how it is, and as much as... <clears throat> I can give it, I've proven by me sitting here today talking to y'all that, you know, I walked it. You know, we're just a product of what our parents give us. I think that's why I've always worked so hard once I became a mom to try to break some of those cycles because they can really fuck you up. You know, I started working when I was really young at the age of 14 to help my mom. And that's a lot of pressure, you know. You miss out on a lot of little needed lessons as a teenager. You know, from the first kiss, homecoming, prom. All of that's out the fucking window when you're carrying, you know, responsibilities on your shoulders. That young, you're being given the tools of the adult. But you have the emotional integrity, you know, of just a baby. And I think... um as time goes by, I've learned to master the outside world. You know, I can get along with anybody who I choose to get along with. I can read people from a mile away. I could sense them. I know how to work the politics of the office. I understand that rubber band, you know, tug and release that we do with other people with the interactions that we have. And I've learned to excel in everything that I do, you know, from rewards and recognitions to blue ribbons from the city that I lived in for outstanding jobs at the college to, you know, free dinners, free lunches, bonuses, commissions, advances, all of the things that we could tangibly put um, our hands on I've been able to obtain when it comes to exceeding the expectations but thinking back that's what I was taught to do so early on but ask me to navigate my heart ask me to navigate my interpersonal world within my home and I fall flat on my face every fucking time <clears throat> I carry this masculine energy that I just absolutely hate because I was taught to be a provider before I was taught to be a receiver. And being that I'm a girl, you know, I do carry the desire to be the receiver while I am an independent, you know, adult. And I think there can be a balance between the two. But if you're the independent adult and you're carrying the masculine, then you attract men with feminine sides to them. And that's interesting at the beginning because they can be very loving and catering and 
you know, baby you and give you all that TLC that the little girl inside of you wants. But ultimately, the grown up adult's going to take over and realize that you're raising a fucking child because they're not able to create an energy that's going to allow you to submit to them because there's just not the ability to trust that they can bring to the table what you do. And so, you know, I'm sitting here in my bed just thinking about all of this shit and how it's led to me being here and the changes that have happened since I've moved to Texas. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, life wasn't miserable back home. It's just a lot of memories, a lot of broken, a lot of unresolved damages that I was never going to get resolutions to. Situations that I just didn't want to deal with anymore, not because they were open, but because I had really put a close to them and I just didn't want to didn't want to be around them anymore. And so I decided it was time for a change and I don't want my kids to grow up in an environment like that. It's tough. It creates a shell on the outside of you because it's desert life. It's survival life. It's a different level of social status. And with that brings poverty and hardship and drugs and gangs and, and the reality of it all, you know, I'm not working as hard as I am just to put my kids through the same shit that I went through. You know, I wanted a situation where they can go outside, play with their friends you know, have some type of a childhood so that they, when they think back, they're just not thinking about all those work hours that they put in and all those opportunities and experiences that they missed. And I've been truly blessed because, you know, my kids have been able to go to homecoming and to winter formal and to baseball games and football games. And, you know, my daughter's in dance and my son's in boxing and he loves basketball and cutting hair. And so, you know, I've, I've worked against the grain for so long to create a different pattern for my family line to carry forward because the patterns that were given to me from the past were catered to a lifestyle and a time that no longer exists. And so many people are afraid to challenge those because they feel they're breaking traditions. They feel that they are letting their family members down, that they're not honoring their family name. And I don't think that's true at all. I think teaching your kinfolk that you can take that family name, preserve the best parts of it, and then evolve it to the next level, carrying the best with you, demolishing you know, what was not the best, and then using that to build and gather the new information as you push forward, is probably the most intimate, loving, logical way to keep family pride, you know, to keep that name respectable because I've seen so many families refuse to change, refuse to grow. Everybody enables each other to stay in that pit of despair that once that family name stops, it stops. There's nothing outside of it to go forward and I've learned that now that I've stepped away from everything looking back I'm a fucking warrior 
You know, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it. I'm proof that it can be done. I mean, when we moved out here to Texas, we slept on the floor, the three of us. And then slowly, check by check, started to fill the house with everything. And now we have everything. It took a year of working 70 hours a week. And I loved it. I love my job. You know, my job's good to me. I'm blessed. The thing about it is changes cannot be made unless you're willing to put in the work. And the work is not easy. It really isn't. If it's not going to pull you emotionally, it's going to pull you intellectually. If it's not going to pull you that way, it's going to be spiritually. And sometimes it hits you from all the way around. And you just got to roll with it. You just got to look for options. You got to listen to that message that's being given to you. Because generally, if life knocks you down, it's because you ignored the initial warnings that it was giving you. You thought it would never happen to you. Or you thought it's no big deal. Or you thought, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. And when you don't close that door that's supposed to be closed when it You know, at the time that it's supposed to be closed, it's, it's no longer servicing you. Now it's damaging you. And so now instead of going into the door that you're supposed to, that next step, you're kind of stuck in the same room and I call it the hamster wheel. You'll start creating a loop of the same behaviors, but in your head, you think you're taking a different approach every single time because now you've created all these illusions to defend that ego to defend that inner child and to create excuses as to why you're not really dealing with it admitting that you made a mistake humbling yourself wiping the slate clean and starting again and I think I've done that so many fucking times I mean I was so ready to get rid of people in my life. I signed my car over, gave them all the furniture, keys to the house, say lovey. I didn't care. Take it. I was so done. There is nothing that I cannot provide for myself again. It may not be exactly what I want. I may have to compromise. But is it worth that ultimate change to make me happy? Hell yeah, it was. Hell yeah. Would I do it again? Yeah, I would. I would do it again. That's how I know I didn't make a mistake. I mean, of course, we make mistakes along the way as we're navigating, you know, that ultimate decision. But the overall, you know, decision that led me here, it was a good one. And I still have a long ways to go. I mean, I'm still fighting some of those bad behaviors when it comes to my love attachment style and understanding that I'm such an elevated fucking empath that even without wanting to, I sound like a know-it-all to some. And it's so off-putting because that's the least of what I'm trying to do. Sometimes I know more than I should just because I just know it and it never fucking fails. I'm never wrong. And sometimes I just wish I was, you know, 
because sometimes being able to perceive, you know, foresee everything that's going to happen, it's shitty because you almost want to be there to help cushion the person that is going to happen to, but that means they'll never learn that lesson that they're supposed to. And I think the catalyst for me evolving to what I am now and who I am now really came with the separation between me and my ex. I mean, I was so fucking blinded, so busy with work, raising kids, that there was probably signs of him starting to use drugs before I even started seeing those pieces of paper around the house. You know what I mean? And um, when it came to light that, you know, all of a sudden there was meth pipes in my house and I had to literally flip a switch and get rid of the person who I was with for nine years instantly, I was forced into a position that I was not prepared for. And it left me in not only emotional, like, stress, of course, but it left me questioning myself because where did I go wrong in in not seeing things? But it also, like, kicked my ass financially because I found out that there was so much shit going on behind the scenes that was being hidden from me that, I mean, it literally dumped me on my ass all the way around. And, you know, what do you do? You have kids. You put your big girl panties on and you work and you work and you work and you figure it out while you're trying to heal the bits and pieces of your heart that's destroyed because someone decided that they wanted to fucking dabble where they didn't belong. And when all was said and done, I was two years back home single when I looked back and I saw what had happened and I realized, whoa, wait a minute, this whole entire world from this moment back, it needs to close. It needs to stop. I just can't do it anymore. I don't even want to wake up and see the same fucking atmosphere. I don't want to see that tree anymore. I don't want to drive down that street anymore. I'm done. And that's when I made the decision to leave. And when I got out here and, you know, the first couple of nights that I moved into my new place, I sat here and I thought, holy shit, I'm in the middle of the world. I don't know nobody. Nobody knows me. And I'm just going to go for it. And at that moment, I realized how long I had been on that hamster wheel. I realized how hard that shell around me had become. And the one thing that I had been working to try to balance out, which was that masculine energy, ended up becoming even more strong, which ultimately threw me in the wrong direction. And so... I've recognized that again with this guy that I'm seeing because as masculine as he is, I still trump it. 
but it's not like I'm trying to do it intentionally. It's just because that's the essence of who I am because that's who I was trained to be. And that's who I've always needed to be. And so I've had to try to challenge myself saying, okay, I understand what self-love is. I understand my boundaries. I understand that if those boundaries were to get crossed, I have got to walk away. Absolutely. I get that easy peasy. No problem with that. Doesn't matter how much I love them. I will never allow a boundary to be crossed to a certain point again. Done. But I think the biggest thing is I'm still recognizing how much of the roost I rule. And I don't know if it's because I just can't trust. I don't know if it's just because I don't have patience to wait to see how other people are going to do it. I don't know if it's because if they're just not doing it as fast as I think they should. I just don't know. I I don't know what it is. And so it's like I'm always pushing energy out when ultimately all I want to do is stop and pull energy in. And that's such a contradictory to what a Hoyoka is because I take in energy And then I mirror it back out to that person in a way they see the reflection of their behavior onto themselves. And that's needing to pull in energy. So I can pull in energy very easily. I can read across a room and channel in on anybody's energy and pull it in. But for some reason, when it comes to my partner, love interests, boyfriends, men, It's like I don't stop pushing out and I don't pull in and I don't know what that is. That's definitely a Venus retrograde situation there is because it's going to keep me cycling back to that same scenario because it's definitely an aha moment. When you realize that with everybody else, you're just fine. But anytime it comes to that space where your heart is, where your investment time and what your expectations of a turnaround is within, you know, love and sex and intimacy, all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's no pulling in. There's only physical action proof of how much you love me with consistent reassurance And there's consistently pushing on to you what I think needs to be done. And that's such a defense tactic. I mean, it really is. It's such an antitrust uh, situation that it really just literally slaps me in my face right now. Because, I mean, I don't think I've ever really heard myself say it out loud. I've only felt it on the inside. But hearing it, it's so broken. It really is. I mean, how to figure it out? Who the fuck knows? I've read so many articles. You know, strong men find it, as much as they want a strong woman, they find it hard to be with a strong woman because they see it as competition instead of saying, hey, if I can do this much by myself, as strong as I am, imagine if I had another strong woman next to me, how much more we can grow. They see it as, oh, this bitch is going to give me trouble all the way through because she's so strong-headed. And she's seeing it as, all he does is want to control me. 
because he doesn't think I can do it. And so that in itself is its own broken problem. But for someone like me who is a strong, independent, you know, productive member of society, I still feel so tender on the inside like a female. And that part of that female side of me needs nurturing and attention and affection and quality time and love but to try to find somebody who has an energy that can not only feel confident when you're at your most independent you know functioning self but also recognize that within that independence there's also a tender side that needs him to be brave enough to still pull that out and express love to it and that's tough Because I know that if I wasn't so what is it called? Um, So provider energy, then I would be able to be more of like a receiver energy, which would just dim that harshness down just a little bit that maybe may allow him to feel even more comfortable doing that. And that's not a bad thing. You know, don't get me wrong. You never want to change who you are for anybody. But it is something that is within my shadow self that has been yearning to come to the light because I do feel that that is a block that doesn't allow me to get to that next stage. So now that I've moved states, now that I've changed jobs and changed careers, now that my kiddos are set up in school and thriving, now that I have a good strong family friend base here you know where I live for support and good you know work associates the next thing is is companionship and so you know meeting this person I do recognize that I do care for him I am growing to care for him I am physically attracted to him but there's still a wedge and I don't know if I'm just projecting it onto him thinking that it's him not moving fast enough Because that's an illusion that's to my benefit. Or if it's me just doing that consistent push of energy and not just stopping, you know, cutting my shit and allowing to then receive. And so it creates this turmoil inside my head that just doesn't allow me to rest. And I know I am not the only one. I know y'all bitches out there go crazy when your triggers are hit and everybody has their own. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody has their own issues as to why they can or cannot do whatever they're wanting to do or not do. And this is just my story. You know, I'm sitting here in bed, can't sleep. Figured, why not share all this shit with you guys? Because really, at the end of the day, we're all in this together. I know I'm not the only one that's ever felt this or will ever feel this or be in this predicament or have this issue. Or the complete opposite issue. What if you are so feminine that no matter how much the masculine gives you, you just still need more, 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 more because you're in such a take personality that you've never learned to then give back or what it feels to give back. So there is always a different side to the equation and there's always another side to the coin. This just happens to be what my struggle is. And I'm trying to understand it because here's the thing. People are brought into our lives in seasons. 
Those seasons can last an instant or a lifetime, but every single one of them is supposed to teach us something as we're supposed to teach them something. Sometimes when you learn the lesson, you never see that person again. It's weird. They just like up and disappear. Case closed. You move on. Yes, we hurt. We miss. We grieve. We go through all the normal phases of what the fuck happened. But ultimately, that's what happened. And then there are some people that are not only here to teach us a lesson, but then to stick around to enjoy that outcome with us. And those are the people that are our ride or die. Those are the people that will challenge us when we need to be challenged, not by calling us out, but by maybe asking the right question at the right time, or maybe bringing a different perception to the table that maybe you didn't think of before so that you still can freely make the decision that you want to make. But now you just have more choices to choose from. You know, there's, there's all those different types of people that come into our world and There's been so many series of people that have come in and out of my life over the last 30 years that they come in like a whirlwind. We get so close and bonded. Crazy stuff happens. Shit goes down. They have an epiphany and poof, they're gone. And it's always left me feeling like, what did I ever do that people just left me? I never really grasped the whole concept of the lesson must have been learned or taught. Something happened that the season closed. And that's like a constant fear in my mind because how I'm such an empath, I'm naturally drawn to situations that have energies within them, people that are looking for answers. And for some reason, they sent something in me that they can trust, that they open up just enough that allows me then to maybe ask that right question or mirror back a behavior to them that maybe they're complaining they don't like in others, but really it's them doing it, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, shit like that. And... I get really bonded with the people that I care for. You know, I actually am creating, you know, friendships with them, you know, and when my job is done or their job is done teaching me whatever that I needed to learn and they just disappear after that happens so many times, you're always thinking people are just going to leave you. So that abandonment issue that I may have had at one time with my dad leaving at the age of whatever the fuck, five, whatever I've done to resolve that and bring to peace that has only now been substituted for the healer process as an empath and what I provide those that I come across with. And and that's fucking insane. It's like, okay, so am I... And to embrace that seasons come and seasons go and learn to be detached within being attached. Yes, I totally get that. Um, Easier said than done. Fuck that. Very hard. But also at the same time, is it like, okay, am I never going to have the opportunity to know what it feels like to level up with somebody, cycle growth channels with them? season after season and still stick with them 
and just build a storyline that's just solid? Like, is that is that going to happen? Because I want it to happen. You know, I don't want to be like my mom who chooses to be alone. Like, that's not for me. Like, I'm I'm all about teamwork, you know, and I'm all about like traveling and doing things and, and staying busy. And, and I can't do that all the time just by myself. Like I want my little ride or die there that, you know, we could go down and handle shit, but at the same time we can build some goals together and kind of hit those goals as, because we are both willing to put some work into it, you know, mutual shit, good stuff. And over the last few years, it's like broken after broken after broken. And they leave me fucking the grown men that they should have been when they met me the first time that's the man I deserve the one I've raised and I don't try to do it intentionally you know sometimes I'm not thinking of them sexually in any way sometimes we're just friends and we're just chit-chatting and they say something I say something you know they make a comment I respond they are feeling down I give them a perspective you know that's that's just who I am. And in that, they're getting fed all this fucking nutrition of spiritual blessings that I'm giving them. These, you know, vampiric energies are sucking all the greatness out of me. Meanwhile, I'm not getting anything back in return. But it's like, what am I supposed to get back? If I'm a healer and my job is to pull in all that bullshit and help those around me because that's just who I am. Of course, I have discernment. Of course, I do my cleansings. Of course, I ground myself and center myself. But if that's just my energy's purpose, everybody has their own. Some are healers, some are projectors, some are shields. You know, it's just the way it is. Enlightenment is a whole other world. You know, 3D, 4D, and 5D. It, it just happens that way. And if that's how things are just supposed to be, then like, man, am I, am I truly blessed or am I kind of cursed in a way, you know, because the human side of me, the female side of me desires, you know, this next level of evolution so that I could then create an environment for myself. That's, you know, fulfilling financially, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, all these channels so I can create a standard of living for myself that I'm happy with, you know, with my creative outlets, my podcast, you know, all these other things that I've really have become brave with and and just kind of putting my voice out there because I do have things to say. And I know that I do help people. And I know the people that that take what I have to say and they really, you know, incorporate it. They do make the changes that are the best for themselves because I've seen the outcome and they're just the happiest. Even if I don't get to be a part of their world anymore, I see the result of all of that pain and it got them to a good spot and that makes me happy. So, you know, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Give us all something to kind of think about. You know, what, what holds you back from obtaining the next thing you're wanting out of life? It doesn't have to be love. You may be set in love. You may be happy, you know, completely in love, totally satisfied. But maybe financially you're 
yearning for something more. Maybe spiritually, you're feeling a little empty. Maybe that creative bug that's inside of you has just been chirping away that, you know, circling back to try to figure out what's blocking those abilities to make those choices and then follow through with actions. Like what, what is that block? And I think as we travel through Venus retrograde over the six you know, weeks coming up, and then with, I think it's July 28th is when we have relationship uh, restitution. That's going to put an end to a lot of different things, like a final chapter closed. And so um, I'm hoping you guys have, you know, enjoyed my intimate talk. I would have never opened up like this a few years ago. I was a clam and I was hurting. And I realized that I wasn't alone in what I was going through. And maybe what I have to say might help somebody else. Um, Until next time, guys. Sweet dreams.